So, nice to meet you. Hi. Hello, good to meet you. Good to meet you. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? What do you do? Who you are? Absolutely. So, my name is Thomas Gabini. Uh, I'm an Elvis tribute. Um, well, a new Elvis tribute, that's for sure. I'm 21 years old. Um, I've been in European final before. Never won it, unfortunately, but I've been into finals for competitions and stuff and um yeah just sort of started out really in the Elvis tribute world I guess. Um and yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Really am. It's good it's good having a lot of younger people in. I'm turning twenty one this year and it's just good having people my age right. who still kinda like carry it on. Because a lot of older people now I think There is a lot of older people. It's it's definitely it was definitely an older profession. I mean, when I was growing up, looking at it, there was a lot of older guys. But now, I mean, you've got so many young, incredible, talented people. And they're winning competitions as well. The younger ones are winning and, um, yeah, really a real driving force. And they've got the crowd, which is another thing, which is so hard to get, is to get that following and that backing. But these, these young guys just seem to do it really well. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, that's me too. <laughs> Well, from what I've seen, you're really good. So that's a plus. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I I like seeing the the new younger like generation come in, uh, especially like in the audiences. I notice a lot of people like around our age as well, and younger. Yeah, it's, it's... and younger. That that's the thing. I went to a couple of um, Elvis shows recently, and there's so many sort of like twelve, thirteen year olds coming along now, and it's like. Even younger than that, you look at six-year-olds, and it's like, it can't all be the parents. I mean, obviously, the parents probably have some influence there, but it's to actually captivate, you know, especially younger people as well, especially nowadays with such quick content and the music which is around now, for people to still really love Elvis music. I mean, I see it at my own shows as well. There's just so many young people, and it, it just blows my mind, it really does. So it, it's just a, a testament, really, to how good he was and what he achieved, even though he was only 42, you know, when he passed away. To achieve what he achieved in that short amount of time, to me, is just crazy, absolutely crazy. I just, I really cannot see how a single human being just did all of that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, it really is. So what is your favourite era of Elvis, would you say? Like, you like performing or just in general? Do you know what? That's really tough. And it's one of the <laughs> things for me which changes all the time. It really does. Me personally, I love doing a lot of the movie stuff. I really enjoy that because it's just sort of fun sort of songs, you know, some of them a little bit on the strange side as well. Um, but they're just so sort of like fun and a little bit different. Um, but I think as an actual era, um, I do really love Elvis in the 70s. I think the songs that he sung in the 70s, those, those powerful ballads that he sung, just they just touch, touch you so emotionally. And it's just his power and his voice in that era is just perfect for me. So I'd say if I were to sit and listen to Elvis music, you know, of an evening or something, it would be the 70s though probably put on um but yeah performing i'd say movies because you can like probably swing those hips about you know <laughs> have a good time yeah i do love the 70s when he's got a big band behind him he just sounds amazing yeah what would yeah. be it's, you can tell he he really enjoyed that oh i'm sorry 
Sorry. So, what would be your favourite jumpsuit? Well, I've actually got one coming now. My first proper jumpsuit that I've had, because the first jumpsuit I had, I had when I was about 12 years old, just some terrible one from, (laughs) you know, a costume shop. But um, I've got my first one coming. It's um, the tiger suit, or I think it was called the, was it the mad tiger suit? Someone would be able to tell me. Um, I think it was mad tiger. Um, But that is a suit that I've got coming. And that is one of my favourites. But if it's not that, it has to be the peacock jumpsuit for me. I think that is just such a the detail and beautiful one. Um, yes, even one of those two for me because they're very unique as well, a bit quirky. Yeah, I love them. I, I especially love like all the little details on them that you don't really see until you pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're so it's it's the little details which make all the difference, and I think they just were Elvis. Those sort of jumpsuits were Elvis, really, and those sort of more detailed ones I really love. Yeah. So what got you started? What kind of like pushed you in? This is a hard question. <laughs> it's it's there's a lot of reasons really. I mean I've always loved all sorts of music anyway growing up. Um from like Michael Jackson, all the old stuff. I've always just loved all sorts of music. But for me it wasn't until I was about thirteen years I'd obviously heard of Elvis, but not really taken much notice of him, really. And nobody in my family was particularly a massive Elvis fan. I mean, my mum was a George Michael fan, but she wasn't really into sort of like Elvis music. She's a massive fan, more so now, but that's all because of me. Um, but yeah, basically, I went on holiday, I believe it was to Cyprus, and um, there was an Elvis tribute that we saw there. His, his name escapes me now. I think he is still doing it over there. And he had um, a projector screen behind him. And he had um, videos of Elvis in the back. And um, he was copying it exactly without looking at the screen. And I thought, who is that guy that he's copying? It was like, he just so amazing. Just, I was just in awe. Um, I can remember the video was where he was singing, it was the Did You Ever scene in G.I. Blues when he sings Did You Ever. And it just was like, who is that guy? So I come home from the holiday and um, I, it turns out we already had an Elvis album. It's the gold one, the number one hits one. Um, so we already had that album. So I played it on repeat and repeat. And I just started collecting and looking into him. Um, yeah, he was about 13 years old, I'd say. And I just got so encapsulated by him in every way, his voice and everything. And then every day I got home from school, I'd put on an Elvis film or DVD and I just watched and copied everything that he'd done. I, I don't know why, I just was obsessed. And for me, it was just everything about his career I loved from the beginning all the way to the end for me was just, he was just incredible. And I'd never thought that anybody would be, you know, into Elvis like I was. I thought I was always a bit weird to be into Elvis, especially at such a young age, as we said. Um, But it just seems to be such a massive community. And yeah, I just loved the man. That that was how I got into Elvis, really. Um, So yeah. (laughs) I find that when you're younger, I remember when I got into Elvis, I was really young, and there was such a, like, thing about, you're too young to know Elvis, and the way that people would look at you about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely something which people thought would be a phase, definitely. Um, A lot of, sort of, like, friends and teachers at school and everything like that, you know, everything. 
everyone thought, oh, this is just past, you know, it'd be, it'd be over it. But I just never was really. And I knew, you know, from a very young, as well, that from a very young age, I'm getting the beginning of tribute to Elvis, but I wanted to sing his songs. Um, and, you know, at school, I got bullied for that a lot because obviously that wasn't the music that was popular. And yeah, people just thought it was so strange, but I knew it was what I wanted to do. And there was nothing that anybody was going to stop me doing it. Um, so yeah, my passion just grew really. And, you know, it's still to this day, I learn more and more stuff about Elvis, which I never knew before. Um, so yeah, he's just incredible. He is. He really is. And it's good <laughs> though that you've carried it on from, from so young up until now, that you're still going and you're kind of, I keep bringing it back to like younger generation, but it is the fact that you're kind of carrying on Elvis's legacy in a way. No, absolutely. That's the thing. And it's for me, it's all about passing it on as much as I think, you know, Elvis can do that himself, you know, with his music, you know, it's just about playing his music. And I think his music speaks for itself, really. But I think to be able to go out to these, you know, these places that I go and, and sing, you know, be it the small clubs and the bigger venues, it's just a rivers because you get, you can see there's fans there. And there's also people that kind of know Elvis, but don't really know a lot about him. But then you're getting captured and go, oh, actually, he's got some really good songs and he's got a lot of great, you know, he's just got everything about him. It's just great, as we say. And it's just amazing um, what you can do. It's just just incredible. <laughs> incredible. It it's that sense of community as well. You, you Like, you all come together and you all just know the songs. And it does feel, I always, I have a friend who always says it's like an Elvis family. And it really is. It is, it is. I, you know, it was one of the things I was very nervous when I, I first went to my first sort of Elvis sort of festival or competition. Because I was like, what is it going to be like? You know, is it going to be sort of a closed community or something? But it's just so open. Um, it's just incredible. And even, you know, the, the tributes themselves, when you, when I mix with um, others, it, there's just such a family there, you know, from the fan base to the tributes. And it's still just a great event out of all the festivals. I mean, I, I'd love to go to more, but it's just so, there's so many that it's like, you know, balancing that time to be able to go to all of them. Um, but yeah, you're right, it is a real family and it's it's something that's, it's not there with everything. So for Elves to be able to do that and bring new people to, I think is just, again, just incredible. I think you don't realise how many festivals there are until you're actually like looking into it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's practically one every month nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been to Graceland? I haven't been to Graceland, no. It's something I really, really want to do. Um, I think any Elvis fan wants to do it, you know, and I go to all of my gigs and people say to me, oh, have you been to Graceland? Have you seen his house? And I always say, no, unfortunately not. It's my dream to and I will definitely, um, hopefully next year will be just incredible. Um, it's just something for me, which will be just such an eye-opening experience, I think, to be that close to, you know, I mean, someone's house is just, it, it means everything to people. So to be in the heart of that man's house would just be absolutely amazing for me. Um, so, yeah, hopefully next year. That's my aim. But <laughs> that's well, the aim. Because Elvis's house was like his sanctuary and how private he was. It must yeah. just be so unreal. It really yeah, it, is the just... biggest dream to go. 
yeah absolutely um it's just it's one of them places which i think it's just synonymous even if you're not an elvis fan i think it's just one of them places which everybody sort of wants to go to um and it's just i, I want to go <laughs> i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go multiple times hopefully <laughs> i hope so <laughs> very cool to the pictures <laughs> So, you you know Graceland. What would be your favourite room from Graceland if you could just pick one? Ooh, it's got to be a jungle room. It's got to be. You know, when we talk about earlier about my favourite genre of sort of like the seventies style, sort of that whole sort of jungle room album he done um, in there, and just the whole sort of feel to being. I think that's his true sense. You know what I mean? It's sort of like he's just sort of bought whatever for the room and just sort of gone crazy with it. And um, for me, I think that's a true Elvis. And to be in that room would just be amazing, I think. It's just the biggest. I think that room is the biggest like self-expression in the house. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favourite album? Oh, do you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Again, it's one of those things which can just change because he's got so much vast amount of sort of genres and styles. That, you know, one day I could really love a country album and one day a gospel album, you know. So it's really, really difficult for me. Um, you know, it just jumps around all the time. I do really like, um, like I say, not like the 70s stuff. Um, like Way Down is a great album um, for me. Um, I really like that. And again, sort of anything in the seventies, any album from the seventies for me is just just brilliant. It's just it's just great. You can see and hear that he's just loving everything, and he's doing the music that he wants to do. Um, I think that that's why I think I love that the most, really. Yeah, I agree. I think the seventies were just so unbeatable, and the fact that he did so many shows. Yeah. Yeah, that that but it's just, it's crazy to think how many you know, he done. I mean, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, I'm I'm 21 and I don't think I could do that. So <laughs> it's definitely you know just to tip your cap to that really. Set the bar high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when what was your like first show? When was it? What was it like? Well, I'll tell you exactly what it was like. It was awful. It was absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah, it was about, again, it was a few, well, quite a while after I got into Elvis. I'd say about 14. Um, my mum had a surprise birthday party. And um, I just said to my uncle, who was organising, I said, oh, could I just sing and just sort of like try it out? So I put a terrible jumpsuit on. I didn't do quiff hairstyle I just kept my spiky hair which I had as a kid and um just got up there and I, I couldn't sing I mean when I when I started when I, I just could not sing a note at all um and that was my first show. I think I'd done about three songs that was it I think I'd done CC Reader Suspicious Minds and American Trilogy and doing American Trilogy when you can't sing is definitely not a good idea <laughs> uh, so yeah um so yeah, that was sort of my first sort of show, but I, my first sort of paid sort of gig or sort of like more so serious thing was when I was about 15. Um, and again, I was terrible. It was it was just awful. Uh, 
Um, so it was really difficult to teach myself to sing. Um, yeah, those were my first shows, and they were just, I, I can't listen back. That's all I can say. I can't listen back to them. <laughs> Did you find it really difficult learning how to sing, kind of like Elvis, and picking up his mannerisms and stuff? It was it's really difficult because again he's so unique. He's not a, he doesn't have a normal voice or you know a particular sort of style like we say. He does so many different genres as well that um, his voice sort of change his voice changes from the fifties when he was when he started out when he was nineteen you know to the late seventies. His voice is completely different you know. Um, and being a kid, I mean, there was no way I was going to be able to get his deep voice. Um, being 15. so yeah it was it was difficult but like i say i just watched and i copied him every single day um i think it was solidly after school for about three years um and i then went away and just taught myself how to sing but i didn't teach myself just in my own singing voice i tried to teach myself in more of like an obviously sort of style because um, I thought it'd just be a lot easier that way if, the, if it was what i wanted to do because by that time i decided what well, i do want to definitely sort of become sort of like a tribute to Elvis. Um, I think what I'm going to have to do is sort of try and sing in his style before I even start. So that way it just comes sort of naturally. Um, but yeah, it's really not easy. And definitely I'd say even even then when I could sing, I think it's only sort of in the last sort of year or so that I'm sort of comfortable with my voice now, you know, and I sort of know how to use it a lot more. Um, so yeah, it took a very long time, a very long time to get his style. It would be pretty impressive if at like 14, 15, you could just belt out American Trilogy like perfectly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think as well, because his voice is so unique, it's got to be hard to, to emulate that, but keep it like yeah. to yourself as well. You know what I mean? Like keep it. Yeah, it's, it's something. It's something I've I've struggled with um, because you sort of want. I, I found with my shows, you sort of want to be Elvis, but you don't want to be Elvis a hundred percent. If that makes sense, although you want to sort of capture what he was in sort of a way which works. Because if you went up on stage in some of these places, you know, if you go and say, I don't know, a social club or something or a hotel and you get up and sing, you know, being 100% Elvis doesn't always sort of work. You have to sort of kind of incorporate your own sort of style. I think we see a lot of that with um, people like Dean Z. Um, he's very much sort of Elvis, but he's himself as well. And he's sort of just, he's just so great at that. And that's what you try and do, I think, as a tribute, me anyway, you know, there's a lot of tributes that want to be, 100% to the dot, to the T of Elvis. But I think with that sort of freedom, he was very free in his performances, Elvis. So I think to be able to sort of put your own sort of style in it, you know, while still people can look at you and go, oh, he, he's got what Elvis was there. Um, and he's got the voice and he's got the moves, but, you know, he's sort of himself as well. I think that really makes a difference, really. Um, and I think Elvis would like that as well, because I'm pretty sure he, he met a, a trip and said that as long as he was fine with him being a tribute but um he wanted to pursue his own things as well and i think that that's sort of where i sort of get my sort of style is i take what he said there and you know sort of just put my own spin on it as well as keeping it true to elvis as much as i can it's important to do that though i think 
it must be easy to get lost in the idea and the image of Elvis. So to keep true to yourself at the same time and kind of be like, I am me. <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, it keeps you grounded, definitely. If you can, if you can be yourself as well on stage, you know, um, because you're never going to be somebody else you know nobody's going to be me no one's going to be you you know what i mean no one can ever be as good as you are as that as you are as you so for me it's like being yourself on stage as well as trying to sort of encapture elvis it just makes you a lot more humble as well and when people come up and speak to you you know you can you can sort of be yourself and you don't have to pretend to be someone you're not um so yeah i think there's no point trying to be elvis tangible because you're never gonna it's never gonna happen no, no one can be Elvis <laughs> I always find it funny when people say to tributes well you don't look like Elvis <laughs> yeah that not, that, not that happens a lot, lot. I mean especially <laughs> yeah it's, it's especially you know me I mean day to day I mean like I like to grow my beard out a little bit more and stuff like that because I don't really want to sort of look like Elvis all the time because it isn't me the true me is me you know yet again um so it's, it's it's really nice but obviously yeah you get that you people say ask you in the street oh what do you do for a job and it's like i mean i was tribute and they go right okay you look nothing like him like thanks yeah i appreciate it um, <laughs> so yeah it's it's just one of those things i think i think it goes insane when when people like you've got to start altering yourself to look like elvis that that's kind of the line i think when it comes to like plastic surgery yeah. and like everything else you've you've lost yourself yeah <laughs> i think you have yeah <laughs> i think you're chasing some i think which is never gonna really happen <laughs> definitely <laughs> so do you have a favorite movie oh again it's so difficult do you know what? i actually do think I, I know this one i think for me for me it's Rastabout. I absolutely love Rastabout, that film. Um, close second, I'd have to say G.I. Blues. I really love G.I. Blues. But Rastabout, for me, is a film. It's a soundtrack as well, which I just love every song from that film. And I think the story is quirky. I think he's just really cool and suave in that film. You know, it's just it's just a fun, light-hearted film as well. It's not too serious. It's got a nice story. And, and uh, that, I think that's my favourite film, definitely. I love his his film era in whole. The soundtracks I find are better than the movies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There, yeah, they're, they're they're quirky songs on there as well. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just brilliant. It's just a bit of fun. I think it was perfect for the time in his career. I think. I think definitely it launched him into this whole other world of like being so versatile with acting and singing yeah absolutely i mean i know it definitely not all of them were the films that he wanted to do and i know he wanted to be taken a lot more seriously and i think if he hadn't given the chance he probably would have changed some of the films that he'd done over the years but i think again like we say i think it gives you a whole new dynamic and i think it just proves how talented he was um even whether he was being serious or you know sort of silly films you know i mean charo of course is a it's a film to look at for more of a serious Elvis side, you know, it doesn't have any sort of music, it's just got the title track um, and again in that he's so cool with the beard in that, he's just so cool and suave um, it just it just proves how talented he truly was, so I think yeah, I loved him. I like 
the fact that in, I think it was Charo, Elvis didn't like the beard, so he made everybody else grow a beard as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think his influence on, on people and music now, it's good to see that it's still there and it's still strong because a lot of music is quite... Um, I'd say like over processed now and done real digital to have proper music and proper instruments. You really can't beat that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think and you could tell that he loved that. I mean, with his when he got the orchestra implemented as well later on in his career. You could tell that he had a real appreciation just for the music as well, not just for his singing, it was the whole sort of spectacle of, you know, the horn section and you know, all of it the drums the guitars you know you could really tell he was passionate about that and i just think that you know even today i mean you know it is very processed today but i think you can still in the style and i think the sort of shock factor that music out i think it's all a tribute to elvis because i think if he didn't what he didn't do what he'd done when he first started his career i don't think you know maybe someone later on down the line would have probably changed music you know you never know but i think he changed music for, for the better and you can still hear his influence today and it is really crazy. And, but yeah, like we say, it's very over-processed today and it is a shame that we've lost a lot of that sort of what music is really. Um, like the drums now are all processed, you know, it's fake, you know, brass and all that stuff. It's just, it is sad. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the way, it's the way the world's going, unfortunately. <laughs> I miss the old um, quartets and the big um, harmonies yeah. and all that. When you want a big harmony behind Elvis, it just sounds amazing. Yeah, it is beautiful, and he he, he clearly he loved the all, all of the backing things that he had. I mean, he was you could tell they played a big part in every sort of song that he done, and like I say, especially the ballads. And again, American trilogy. I mean, there's a whole where you know they sing a whole verse about him singing so you know he clearly you know appreciated music and he knew he knew about music you know as much as he didn't you know write his own songs he knew how to take a song and make a song just brilliant it's good as well how he had so much time and respect for everybody in his band he wasn't one of those like i'm gonna walk on stage and that's it like don't care the fact that everybody in his band, he was just, oh, he was amazing with them all. Yeah, he was. It's, it's interesting to see because, you know, you hear these stories nowadays of sort of like diva artists and things like that. And you could tell that he just wasn't that. He was just, he just loved everybody. And I think that, what, that makes him so unique as well because nobody has anything bad to say about Elvis. And, when you hear these stories, these amazing stories from people that knew him that are still alive today, um, you can tell that they just love love being around him, and it's it's just it's great to hear. It's just amazing to hear. It is, especially like you said, the people who are still around today, the way they speak about him. The I don't hear many people have a bad word to say about him and who he was as a person. No. So do you have any big upcoming shows, festivals, events? 
Well, yes. Um, so next year I've got, I'm in the European Elvis competition, which is in Birmingham, um, which is the first time doing that competition. Um, I'm also in Nova Fest as well next year, which is another very tough competition. Um, I've got lots of other shows, ticketed events that I'm doing next year in Essex, Devon, Bournemouth, all over the place my shows are going. And next year, fingers crossed, um, we're in we're hitting theatres next year with a band um, with my sort of Elvis show, which should be really good. And I'm really looking forward to that. It's what I've always wanted was a big band, um, like we say, a big band and then theatres would be amazing for me. Um, yeah. That's going to sound so good. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully it all goes through. We, we, it's in the planning, um, and hopefully by about April time next year, you should see me in a theatre near you soon. <laughs> well, I think I'm, I'm I'm going to Novafest next year, so I'll see you at Novafest. Absolutely, yes. I'm looking forward to that. It's um, I've only ever done sort of like a few competitions before, um, because for me, I I don't really like competitions. Well, I never used to like competitions because I used to, you know, on the day, I still believe that on any sort of day in a final or whatever, I think anybody can win. You know, I really do. And I think sometimes I think some tributes can get clouded with the fact of, oh, well, it's be or end all of winning these competitions but it's not it really isn't it's everybody's unique and different in their own way um some people are going to win lots of competitions some people might only win one in their career um for me it's just about being in that atmosphere and just being part of that one like we say that one big family and getting in touch again with all the other tributes you know having a laugh and just doing what we love and just singing because i love it i mean i'll be next to go on in the competition maybe the person i'm performing i'll just be stood there in awe just watching them and looking at their take on how they do it. Cause every, like we say, everybody does it differently. Um, it's just amazing. I just love competitions for that reason, not so much winning or anything. I know it sounds really cliche. Oh, it's not about the winning. Um, it would be amazing to win, obviously. But for me, it's just being there and just having, sharing that passion for me is just brilliant. It's good to see how everybody does it in their own way. It really is yeah. interesting to watch how they perceive Elvis and then how they portray him afterwards. I don't think any like yeah. two tributes are the same. No, absolutely. And I think that's that's the beauty of it now, especially like we said at the beginning about the youngsters coming in. You know, we, we've got a different perspective of Elvis and everybody looks at Elvis differently. They have different periods which they love of Elvis. Um, but I think that's what's so good. And I think that's why I think you don't have little tributes, you know, that you probably go to all the time or things like that. But it's good to see others as well because, oh, okay, so they interpret him in this way. Oh, they, they do the movies like this and then they do the 70s like this. And it's just really interesting, um, everybody's take. I mean, again, it's like you look at his dance moves in the 50s, you know, everybody does that differently. You know, nobody does it the same, you know. Some people do it quite close to how Elvis done it. Other people do it sort of like take a style from that and just sort of do their own thing. So it's really interesting to me to see. And like I say, I'm just in awe. And then to listen to their voices when they sing songs like Hurt and, you know, American Trilogy, it's just, wow. You know, I just love it. Love it. It is fantastic. When you see people like Dean Z and the way he moves, that is insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Um and yeah, Dean is, you know, we've been I mentioned him earlier. He's just 
he's right up there. I mean, he's got a great look, natural great look as well. Um, and he's just, again, he's himself, but he's also, he encapsulates Elvis, but he's himself as well. And that's, you know, so brilliant um, and hard to do. And I think, again, that's what makes him so good because he is himself as well as Elvis and yeah his moves are just crazy absolutely crazy I mean even you know I think my moves sometimes are crazy but I look at him and think you know you're a lot older than me and I'm still I'm out of breath watching you you know so <laughs> yeah it's, 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 it's crazy it is he's so down to earth as well you find quite a lot of tributes they are so down to earth and so humble to the fact that like Elvis has given them this kind of role to play it's Absolutely, nice yeah. You, it is really nice to see. Um, yeah, I've been fortunate to speak to Dean a couple of times, and he's just he's got time for everybody. And I think he encapsulates Elvis in that way as well. You know, in in that time, and there's so many other great. I mean, Bill Cherry as well for me is really fantastic, yeah. and he's so lovely as well. Um, you know, Ben Portsmouth as well. Um, I saw him again the other day, and he's just you know just a lovely guy. Um, I think that that's what makes you, you know, a good tribute as well, I think, to anybody. Um, because, you know, you've got to be humble. Because, again, you know, you can be a great singer, but, you know, you're being somebody, you're being Elvis, you know, and, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. It really is. Ben was the first tribute I saw. And it was something about, I've heard Elvis on a record and everywhere else, but you hear something like that and it just blew my mind i was completely blown away the fact that that voice could come out of somebody else <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no I, I totally get that as well yeah it's he's he's fantastic you know you can just you go all day with all of the fantastic ones i mean i, I think my first tribute um, other than the one that i saw when i was really young the, i think the first actual tribute i saw at a theater was chris connor and um he is just fantastic, you know, that 70s Elvis, he's just brilliant. Um, and again, they're all so different, you know, Ben's style to Chris Connor's style and, you know, Dean's style, they're all three completely different, you know, tributes in, in their own right. And again, it's just amazing, you know, no two are the same, any, you can go to another tribute one night and another the next night and it could be a completely different experience. Um, it's just amazing. I just Elvis is amazing. <laughs> Full stop. Elvis is amazing. Full stop. It's not fine. You could go to a massive theater, or you could go to a social club, and no two nights are ever the same. No, absolutely not. It's um, yeah, it's definitely. It's weird to get your head around. I mean, for me, you know, I'm not lucky enough to go into theaters, you know, all the time like Ben and Dean Z. Um, but I just, it doesn't matter where I sing, really. It's like, you can tell that people appreciate what you're doing. Um, you know, some nights they could be dancing from the minute you start singing. Sometimes it takes them a while to warm up, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. It really is how, how different the crowds can be. Um, and yeah, it's, it's about getting them on your side, really. And, you know, they're always, what I find is, everyone's always skeptical when you first come out because they're like if you if you're an Elvis fan especially you have a real as we say about tributes you have your own perspective on Elvis you know on what your thoughts of him are and your take on Elvis is so 
you know, you could come out and you could do a really good job of, you know, singing all the songs and stuff like that. But for them, maybe you didn't encapture Elvis the way that they remember him as such. Um, so it's about getting people on, on the side, really, and understanding, you know, I'm still me. I'm just trying to, you know, pass Elvis's music on as best as I can and, you know, just do Elvis justice. That's all you can really do, really. It's difficult when you come out and you weigh up your whole audience and the fear of the first song. And then yeah, I've I've done shows where you play a song and the crowd is silent afterwards. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's really as well. It takes a lot to keep the momentum going as well and the energy and especially emulating Elvis's energy too. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like when you, like you say, is energy. When I start, when I do my first set, I always do early Elvis when I come out. And, um, you know, like we say, it's so high energy and you're doing all these moves and things like that. But when you go to social clubs or things like that, and some of them aren't Elvis fans, obviously, they're just regulars that go in there and, um, you know, you come out and you're doing all these moves and then the song finishes and it's sort of like, like a golf clap going on around there and it's like okay then this is going to be a long evening um <laughs> but you know what club. most of the time yeah <laughs> absolutely um but yeah most of the time they always warm up in the end it's good it's the hardest part i find is what to say between songs yeah it's 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 definitely something which i've only recently got the hang of again i'm still very young in my sort of career i'd say now i sort of just know it's one of the things you just over time if you experience enough different sort of crowds you know you just sort of get the hang of it really and it all just comes naturally as long as you stay true to yourself and just sort of read the room really that's all i can say it's just read the room and just yeah if they're a bit quiet maybe you know try and get them all excited maybe i normally go out and sort of pick on somebody and just sort of you know get them interested in listening um but yeah it's just it's, it all comes with just practice i mean yeah it i was awful when i first started my it was down to the floor you know i just hated it when i first started but now i just go out and you know you just gotta if you can if you can sing and you can you know you know what you're doing you know there's no reason you know not everybody's gonna like you you know that's just part of, of, of it you know i mean even elvis i mean elvis is so huge but there's even people who aren't fans of elvis you know which to me is absolutely crazy um but yeah it's just just not everyone's gonna love you but as long as most people do that's all that matters <laughs> exactly as long as there's just some interaction and it's good yeah. to see ETAs having that interaction with the audience because I've seen some things where there's like a wall between them and the audience and it just seems so like there's, there's no interaction in the middle. Yeah, and that, that's, that leads back into what we were saying before about being yourself because that, that's the if you If I'm going out there and say I'm... Just trying to be Elvis to the T, exactly what he done at his shows. Just be Elvis, Elvis. It comes to them lulls in, in songs in between songs. So it's like, well, what do I say now then? Because I'm not. But if you're you as well, you know, you can just sort of have a laugh with the audience and just sort of 
because you're comfortable because I'm being me, even though I'm betraying myself about this, I'm still being me. Um, so yeah, I think that that's so so key because without without them, the audience, there is no show. You know, yeah. again, like I say, some people aren't massive Elvis fans. You go to the, and they say to me at the end of the shows, they come up and they go, oh, I'm not, I've never really been a massive Elvis fan. I've only known a few Elvis songs, but you were brilliant and, you know, I really enjoyed it. And that that's the thing. It, do, it, it doesn't matter if you're not a hardcore Elvis fan. You just, I just want people to have a good time and just, yeah, just try and be Elvis as close as possible but still being yourself. But I think that really helps if you can be yourself. Exactly. And if you get people who aren't Elvis fans and at the end of the night they've enjoyed it, then, you know, you've done your job right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I've, uh, I think that, like, the more that you go out and you do things, the easier it gets. Like, I definitely think Oh, that. yeah that like the audience will grow and all that and it's word of mouth and yeah it's 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 definitely a difficult thing i mean even only now am i sort of starting to pick up sort of more sort of you know sort of fans if you want to call it that or followers that follow me about a lot more um it's a slow burn i mean some people could do it overnight you know you could start and then you just you know your family puts it out and shares it all around and then before you know it, you've got a thousand followers or whatever but you know for me it's definitely been really difficult um i'm quite a shy person off stage as well so you know on stage i come across extremely sort of you know really confident you know just like elvis but off stage i'm very reserved i like keeping myself to myself so it's like people come up to me and they chat to me and i chat back um but i'm still so shy as myself because i'm, I'm i am just me and that's who i am um so yeah it's definitely it's hard it's hard work to get that back in behind you again like we said when you've got tributes out there like dean z and ben potts and all these guys bill Shay, you know people have heard of these guys before and they're doing these big world tours and things like that that when you've got little old me or you know the next tribute who's just doing you know a british legion down the road you know um it could be easy to just go oh, i won't bother you know but I think that you need that for for us to sort of grow and you know I think there's room for every Elvis tribute you know you know if you want to get to the top and win competitions or you just want to sing in your local pub you know I think there's room for every Elvis tribute um and I think you should just go and listen to every tribute and just sort of give them a chance because yeah it's, it is difficult to get that following it really is yeah especially your local tributes as well like the the big tributes are brilliant, but the people who are local who start small, like they're the best people to start following. Absolutely, because when when they do hopefully get to a bigger level where they're in theatres and stuff and world tours, you know, they will remember you, and it's it's amazing. It means you're part of a whole separate community, and you can see them go. I mean, like let's take Emilio Santoro for example. You know, seeing him start when he was really young. Because um, he's a similar age to me, actually, um, and watching him grow, you know, and people have followed his career to where he is now, and it's just amazing to be part to have to be part of that. It's just incredible. Um, so yeah, I do think I think if you can, definitely support, you know, your local tribute and your social clubs too. Yeah, that's what I, absolutely. That, that there's there's a lot of. Um... 
I've heard a lot of stigma around like social clubs and stuff, but you go and they're normally the friendliest people. And it's just so nice yeah. to go somewhere and everyone's dancing and singing. It's a good environment. It is, absolutely. And you know what? It's, it's Unfortunately, for the times that we're in now, a lot of places are shutting down. And that's what I was tribute myself. I find really difficult, you know. One one week you could be singing at this venue, and the next week it could be shut. And it's happened to me before, and it's it's just heartbreaking because you think I've had such a great show in there. You know, it was packed out. The dance floor was the floor was packed out. They all wanted me back, and yet now it's shut because you know the support's not there all the time. And it's just it's so sad to see. So you know, if if I think COVID is a lot of to blame for that. I think. Um, a lot of people don't go out as much anymore because they have things at home which they put in place when they were in lockdown. Um, so it's really sad, really. But it's worth just go. I mean, if you see a, a tribute on your local, just just go down and just you know support it, support the tribute, support the club. It's amazing. Did you do much during COVID? Like, did you? I know a lot of people did live streams. So I never done any live streams in COVID because again, I was just sort. Of, I had my first professional sort of show where I was sort of signed to my manager um, a week before the lockdown, basically. So just as I was about to go have a run of loads of gigs for the first time, it all got shut down. Um, and for two years, you know, it was really difficult to stay motivated. It was like, oh, is this a sign for me not to do this? Because I've just started and now I have to stop. And then it was two years later, but I kept it. Going. And I did sort of do um, a few sort of like videos where I filmed myself singing some songs and posted them on Facebook in my bedroom and stuff. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was really, really tough. But then at the end, I was just so, I knew I wanted to do it and it wasn't going to stop me. So after that, after them two years, I just properly pursued it. So did you find that over COVID, did you try and like keep up a, I guess fan base or like following and a lot of people um, you know were um, asking about it and stuff yeah I mean I think a lot of tributes did end up getting a bigger fan base because of the whole COVID time but like I said I just I just didn't do much in regards to putting myself out there as such because again I was only about 18 at the time so 17 18 so you know for me i wasn't i didn't know anything about the business or the world of elvis tributes and stuff like that um so i was just sort of learning still so i didn't really put myself out there enough i wish i did now looking back at it now you know i have all the equipment and stuff to do that and um the fancy backdrop to make it look a lot more professional <laughs> than just my bedroom um so yeah it's, it's something i wish i did i, I really do but it's like I say, it's only now that I'm sort of confident in my confident in my ability to sort of do it, whereas then I was still very much learning. That's good though. It's good that you've got the amenities to do it if you needed to or you know, I think I saw you done a live stream before. And I find that they're good, especially yes. for Yeah, um... I have sorry you're on. <laughs> No, yeah, I was just gonna say yes. I um, yeah, I've done a few now. Um, I wasn't. It was something I wasn't sure I'd ever do, um, because it's so different. Because you know, you feed off the crowd, 
then you're just singing to your camera and it's like really strange to get to but i actually found out that i just really loved it it's great because you can do songs which you can't really do on stage because you know i tried to do as many different elvis songs some everybody knows and some which is a little bit rarer elvis songs but sometimes it doesn't always work on the stage when you do like a slow sort of song which not many people know so i can come on and just do them songs um and people just love it because you are just you know sitting in your lounge and just enjoying listening to the songs like you would an, an elvis album it's good as well for those people who are kind of far away or busy or can't get out to see one of your shows. It's good that they still get involved and be able to see you. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, other people listening from America and Canada that have all, you know, started following my career now. And although, you know, they've never seen me live on stage, um, you know, they follow and they, they keep updated and hopefully I can go to Canada or America and, Hopefully, they can catch me when I am over there. Um, so, yeah, I think it's brilliant. It is really, really good. And again, like I said, I wish I'd done it a lot sooner. I really do. It's cool. It's really cool how our technology has developed so much that you're able to do that to people who are in another country. That is, it's just yeah. impressive. <laughs> it is impressive. Yeah, it is. It's is great. Um, yeah, no, you always makes you think of Elvis as well with technology nowadays, what his music would be like, you know, later on in the 2000s, what would his music been like? And now, you know, it's really interesting to think about. Um, yeah, technology is brilliant. It's, it's brilliant for, for tributes, like, like we say, you get, it means you can get, you know, a following without, you know, before, back in the day, it must have been so difficult because you would have just had to go out to your clubs and pubs and it would have just been word of mouth and little flyers given out on the street, you know. So yeah, it's, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. I always, I always think of like that when you see how big Elvis got and there was no social media, there was no internet, that was just word of mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. I think it would have been cool knowing what Elvis would have been like in the 80s. Yeah, I think 80s Elvis definitely would have been a statement. I think that's for sure. I think, yeah. <laughs> the remixes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. It's just great. I think you're doing a really good job. Thank you very much. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'd say so I mean especially with all the competitions now and like new stuff and it's good yeah so I mean I'm I'm doing I, I forgot I forgot to mention I'm doing the that Young Guns show um, next year as well which is all of us young guys and that was a real privilege and honour to be asked to do that um, because again there's so many young guys so to be, actually be asked to do that and be one of them is a real is a real honor um and hopefully i can showcase a show um, well, we haven't quite discussed what sort of shows we're all doing yet um but hopefully we can all sort of just cover all of elvis's life really and just prove that there is some young guys out there and um you know with a future really i think that's great i've seen that on facebook a few times and i think that it's good that the younger generation have the chance to be like we can do this 
there's a yeah. there's a lot of the older generation being like, well, you weren't around for Elvis, so you don't know Elvis like we do. But the fact that there yeah. are people young who can go out there, it's amazing. Absolutely, I think it just proves that we're not just sort of doing it for sort of like the sake of doing it and sort of like monetary gain or anything like that. We are doing it because we truly love. We truly love Elvis and I think, you know, it's about showing that and showing that we do work hard, you know, to, to make sure that the tribute that we're putting on is respectful and, you know, we're not just going out there and being silly and just, you know, doing whatever. We are truly, you know, the future, as I say, we are truly just, just showcasing that really um, because there's so many. I mean, I think you could have done about, you know, a month's worth of shows with the amount of young talent out there now. Um, so, yeah. When it comes from the heart as well, you know it's genuine. Yeah, absolutely. It's just amazing. It's great to still have that younger influence in, in the Elvis world. <laughs> yeah, it, is. it really is. Because, again, he started when he was 19, you know. He hit the scene when he was 19. And for me to just be 21, you know, it's crazy to think that he was only just starting his career and now I'm sort of betraying him. It's just crazy. And again, I do a lot of the 70s stuff as well. And it's like, I'm 21, but I'm singing as Tim when he was in <laughs> in the 1970s. So it's, you know, it is, it's, a, it's a weird head thing to get your head around. But yeah, it's brilliant. I love it. I love every second. And I think that's the main thing. If you love it, then do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. At 19, I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. And to think that Elvis is just, like, thrown into fame. Yeah, it's, oh, I, I couldn't imagine it. To be that famous, that young, at that time. It, wow. It's hard to imagine he was a real person. I always say that. The fact that he did so much. And that he's so well known everywhere by just his first name. It's hard to imagine like he was real. <laughs> you know what? That it's funny you say that because it is it's exactly the same way that I think of it. You know, <laughs> that how this man was that real? Was he actually? Was it all just a simulation? And he was yeah, just exactly. you know, I don't know. It's 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 so strange. I mean, everything about him was unique and iconic that nobody else. You know, people followed it after with the hairstyle and stuff like that but he was a real sort of unique person and his own being it was it's really weird I, he was probably an alien i mean who knows <laughs> oh god i'm gonna start a whole new conspiracy theory on elvis being an alien <laughs> <laughs> you could be right it's just, it's just, it's too good to be true. That's what I say. Too good to be true.